You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. Hey everyone, it's Candace and Cher with Processing Trauma Out Loud, back to record another episode on a new topic today, Cher. We have spent a few months kind of going back and forth about why we feel like this is important. But for the last hour, we really put some definition to this topic. What is a victim mentality? And you're you're actually calling it a victim mindset. And I like the way you explained to me why you're going to do that. But can you just start us off here? Actually, I would love to hear why are you changing it from victim mentality to victim mindset? I feel like the, the term victim mentality is condescending. I feel like it's very misunderstood. I feel like we know because we understand stories and story work and trauma and brain science a little bit enough to know that a person who has been victimized is going to have a victim mindset. It has to be true. The body and the brain are going to hold the experiences of that person who grew up, particularly if you grew up in a home where you were powerless and helpless and there was repeated harm and there wasn't anything you could do to get away and there was no rescue. So you were a victim over and over and over. And that may have been emotional, that may have been verbal, that may have been sexual. I mean, it doesn't matter, but it matters. But whichever way the harm came, if you were a, if you were victimized, you will have a victim mindset. And I don't like, I have a lot of passion against people flippantly calling out people who have a victim mentality in some sarcastic or condescending kind of way. And I feel like there is not a place for this. I mean, I'm not saying that it's okay to just blame the world for your problems and, and, and take no responsibility and don't bother to get healing. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I am saying that I think this is a place where a lot of compassion is really needed. And if we're going to address it, let's address it in a way where we can bring understanding and care rather than in some kind of a judgmental way to shut down a person who is trying to cope. Yeah, well, let me just share with you a little story of my my journey with this victim mentality. So I, and most of our listeners or all of our listeners, if they've heard many episodes and you definitely know, I was a victim as a child more than once and different kinds of way. I was helpless, I was hopeless and I was powerless. And when I entered into my late teens, early twenties, I knew that I wanted to go to college and I wanted to get a degree in psychology. Somewhere in those early years, I heard the message that having a victim mentality is a bad thing to have. And that if you have a victim mentality, then there's something wrong with you and you you need to stop having a victim mentality. So I had decided in my head, I am not a victim. And, uh, you know, I even used to say in my early twenties, I can smell a victim mentality miles away. There was a sense of empowerment in that for me. Like I'm not a victim, but man, I can really identify people who have victim mentalities. The way I showed up in my pushing back on being a victim was by powering up 
and trying to prove that I wasn't. The problem with that was, is that because I had never received care, deep care over the ways that I was victimized, I still led my life with a sense of nobody could have seen this. I mean, eventually, yes, patterns emerged that I was still powerless, that I still lived with a sense deep down of some hopelessness, that I didn't know how to use my voice. And so I could have said all day long that I was, did not have a victim mentality, but I was presenting as someone who had a victim mentality internally. And you were presenting in a particular way that our society deems a victim mentality to when it shows up that way, that that's not okay. And I believe that a victim mentality will show up in a variety of ways. I think that many people who are high achievers are being driven by the fact that Deep down inside, they know that they the world is going to do them bad. The world is going to do them wrong, and they are going to be one step ahead. No matter what, they are going to achieve so that they can finally get to that place where they can rest. And I think, and we don't talk about the Enneagram very much, really, on this podcast, but if you have a, a, a concept of the Enneagram and the, the nine different types of the Enneagram, Every single type is going to demonstrate its victimized mindset in a different kind of a way. This is a very complex topic. And, and so I think that it really warrants a, a, some, some really good conversation around it because, and I'll just keep coming back to this, if you were victimized you will have a victim mindset. Your body knows the harm, the insidious, cruel, evil harm where someone hurt you over and over. And often they hurt you in the context where they first made you believe that you were going to get something good only to discover that what that the price you had to pay for that goodness was impossible. And your body knows that and your brain knows that. And and so when certain stimuli bring arousal into your body, you are going to present in a certain way. And a lot of how you present is going to depend upon how you show up on the Enneagram. What is your personality like? Like, what is your strengths? How are you, how do your strengths show up? So I feel like this is so complex. I feel like it's a place where compassion is the thing that is needed more than anything else. And also that it's hard. Like yeah. if you are married to someone or if you have an employee or someone who shows up in a way where they habitually blame And don't take responsibility and maybe then even where there can creep in things like personality disorders. And so it is complex and I am not wanting to minimize the complexity at all. And I'm also not trying to say just love them and then they will be fine because that also is not true. I'm just saying that I think that this is a big topic and that For us and our listeners here at Processing Trauma Out Loud, like we cannot talk about a victim mentality and how that shows up really without the awareness of saying, how does your story impact you the way that you show up in in your job and in your relationships when something difficult happens in your life? 
Yeah, what I'm hearing you say, and what I know that we both believe is there are people who have victim mentalities, but helping them in that, if they're asking for help, right, is not declaring to them that they have a victim mentality. It's not giving them excuses like, oh, because of this happened that you're a victim. But the truth is, until we understand that there are stories, you have a victim mentality for a reason. And that reason isn't because you're just a jackass. You could be, but I mean, that's a whole nother topic. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is, instead of having this judgmental attitude towards people who are presenting as having victim mentality, let's just slow down a little bit and be curious to see if they're ready to understand why, right? Because one of the most painful things for someone is this sense, especially when they're starting to see like, oh, this isn't getting me anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like feeling hopeless and powerless and helpless is, is exhausting. But until someone knows that there is a safe space to begin to process, you know, why do I blame everybody else around me for the things that I'm feeling or struggling through? Why is it hard for me to take responsibility for the things that I do have? Let's say I do have the capability to have more power and control in my life. Until we approach it like that, the shame culturally, societally, in families and friendships, the shame of being able to say, yeah, this is what's happening in me and I don't like it. I'll say this, we will be complicit in perpetuating people and having a victim mentality. Mm -hmm. And ourselves. How we talk about the victim mindset in this series, I I really want us to, to be talking about me. How do I see it showing up in my life? Because we can look out there at others and we can't do a lot about how others are showing up. Now we can invite them toward change, but how how is this landing for me in my life? I think the way that the victim mentality can be perpetuated in our lives is when we do not recognize that we are holding so much pain and our stories of harm in isolation. Mm. We are holding secrets of how we were harmed or perhaps how we harmed others, we are holding them in secret because the message of shame is so weighty upon us that we believe that if we expose these stories to someone else, that we will be judged and condemned and hurt. Yes, specifically, we will be judged and condemned as having a victim mentality. Yeah. So, so if you're going to be judged and condemned about sharing the truth of your story, it's not going to feel safe to talk about the truth of your story. And this is, this is our hope in doing a few episodes here is that there are actually safe people in safe places mm -hmm. where you can bring these stories and, and actually get unstuck in these places that have kept you hiding and pretending and performing. And, and we want to say like, we know this isn't easy, but we've, we've done it and we're doing it and we want to call you to it. 
and love and compassion. Like, so yeah, those voices around you, whether it's on Facebook or your family or however you're seeing it, that you you hear that message of the shame of having a victim mentality. We want to say, come to us. Mm. If we can't work with you, we're going to, we're going to hook you up with someone who will slowly begin to confront that shame. And you're going to love what I'm getting ready to say right now. Confront that shame with love. Mm. Because what what have you been saying? How do you say that? When, when shame meets love. Yeah. And how the, our lingering lacerations of shame need a gaze of love, not a glimpse, not a glimmer, but a gaze. The person who can stay with you there long. You and I have talked about this so many times, Candace, but having people in our lives now that meet our shame with love, it's one of the most transformational aspects of this healing work and and that has literally changed my life and we're not done like we've we've been doing this work pretty intently intensively for a while and and yesterday i exposed some more a place of shame i had not talked about before and i was invited to bring it and to bring more this is so important. And I, I, so again, just to kind of recap a little bit, I, there's so much we want to say, but I want to say from just our time today, what I want to recap by saying is this, having a victim mentality is judged and condemned by our society flippantly. And I hate that. Having a victim mindset is built in us through one or repeated experiences of harm where we were powerless and helpless to have rescue or escape. And I hate that too. Like I hate that that is the truth. And if we experience that kind of victimization, we will carry it. It is written into our body and our brain. And until we are able to share these stories of harm and expose the deep shame to eyes to the gaze of love we cannot heal but if we will bring these stories yeah and take a risk which is which feels torturous and excruciating and and even foolish sometimes it's not foolish but it can feel foolish to take that kind of a risk but until we do we cannot heal and so we will show up in various ways to cover up the harm of our victimization. I feel like I want to just make a confession here. I have judged people for having victim mentalities. Yeah. In in my lack of understanding and in my unawareness that I was operating out of a victim mentality, but it didn't look like the kind of victim mentality of you know, vocal blaming others and kind of being in pity. And like, I actually presented pretty the opposite of that. And, you know, even to the the point, and we can talk more about this later. I think this would be good. Like we will either lean towards other contempt or self-contempt. So I had a lot of self-contempt and knowing now that that actually came from a victim mentality or victim mindset. I'm mindful that this can stir up a lot 
And so I want to just say that Cher and I both agree that living in a victim mindset will steal from you. It will. And we know the pain of that. So I don't want this to come across as we think that it's okay to just have a victim mindset. No. We want to say it's not okay to judge and condemn someone that does. How about asking, how can I help? Mm -hmm. What would help them to see their good power now? What would help them to see that they have a voice now? What would help them to know that there's real hope now? Yeah. I love that. And I also will say, and we can only take others as far as we have gone. So if we have not explored our own harm, be really careful how we judge others for the way that they are coping in life with their harm. Yeah, I just wrote a little bit in my book the other day about slowing down, like when you are about ready to make these strong judgments that you just know that you know, mm, slow down a little bit. Sometimes we judge somebody harshly in the area that we're still guilty in. Yeah. Such a good conversation, Candace. And I, I want to just say to our listeners, like we recognize we've said a lot here today and we've bounced around a little bit, kind of setting the stage to talk about this further. And we feel like this is a really important conversation to have and something that we just have seen show up in our lives in, in various ways. And we are, are wanting to address it with our listeners because it's all about finding freedom from the things that hold us back. Finding freedom from the places where we are surviving and coping and struggling with addictions because the underlying pain gets really loud at times and impacts our, our, our relationships, our lives in ways that we don't like, but we don't know what to do because when we've had a victim experience and we've developed a victim mindset, we continue to feel helpless and powerless. Processing trauma out loud is all about processing trauma so that we can get free from those beliefs that we are powerless. And that is what we are experiencing. And that is what we want for our listeners too. So come back and find out what we will say in our future episodes about this conversation. Good to be with you in this share. You love too, you. Candace. Yeah. Love you too, friend. Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing. If you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, please reach out to us via email at CandaceShare at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-D-A-C-E-S-H-E-R at gmail.com. Our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Auditory LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.